0: And Welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly and solidly to the Word of God? Great to have you beginning of a brand new podcast week. Uh, we have just come out of the beautiful celebration of Resurrection Day, of Easter Sunday, and all of the joy that that brings. It's such a special time of hope and fulfillment and longing and Easter uh, answers all of that and gives us that wonderful promise of new life in Jesus Christ, that because He lives, we can live also. You can live also. I hope that you've thought of that. You were in a house of God on this past Lord's Day. And we're able to celebrate that. Trust that your relationship with God is real and genuine. And uh, I can assure you that it'll fulfill anything that this world could offer you, and then some. And uh, so I'm glad to welcome you to the podcast today. Well, as is uh, uh, often my habit, I like to dwell on this next week on the, the immediate aftermath of the resurrection and what happened. And the uh, event in Scripture that I want to uh, talk about today comes from the 24th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. In fact, this event that we're going to look at, this uh, narrative, is the only place that it happens in the New Testament is in the Gospel of Luke. It's the only Gospel that contains it. Uh, And so of the 11 appearances of Jesus after his resurrection, I don't think any of them interest me as much as uh, the one that is described in this passage. All of them, of course, are, are important, and they make up... Uh, the revealed will of God, but this one just to me holds great personal interest and uh, draws my attention to it. In fact, I I have been down this road where this particular event happened and even visited the village where uh, the Lord was headed. Well, uh, it's in Luke chapter 24, and if you'll listen to me, I'm going to read a few verses of this and then describe the rest. Verse 13 says, and behold, two of them, meaning two of Jesus' followers, went that same day, meaning the day of his resurrection, to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs, that's about seven miles. And they talked together of all these things which had happened, and it came to pass that while they were uh, they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, uh, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel, and beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it, even as the women had said, but him they saw not. And he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Whenever I read that account, I can't help but get goosebumps a little bit while imagining what that time must have been like. Because I didn't read the verses, but just below that it says that Jesus took the time to go from Moses and the prophets and shared with them this this uh, extended revealing of himself even in the old testament so this story has several things that suggests itself to us devotionally here today i i look at these verses and i try to put myself into what was going on that day after the the events of the morning and the revelation that his body was not there and how these disciples or these followers, at the very least, were going about their business. And I mark in those verses what an encouragement it is uh, for believers to talk with each other about the Lord. I don't want to miss that in the devotion for today. Because these two disciples are walking to Emmaus and they're speaking about their master's crucifixion. And you come to those words in the text that says they were literally just talking with each other about all the things that had taken place. And while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. Can I suggest to you today that one of the things we learn from that passage is is to to be encouraged to have conversations and discussions on spiritual topics and subjects that that's one of the means that god uses to increase our faith to give us grace to help us to focus on what's important scripture tells us that iron sharpens iron and you know what so does the exchange of thoughts and understandings of of uh, of the word Uh, help sharpen another believer's soul. It really comes down to a special blessing on everybody who practices that. I just want to exhort you as you're listening to this today, make it a point. I have a friend of mine that has always been a blessing to me, because whenever I find myself with him, he will actually prompt conversation by saying things like, hey, what did you learn in your devotion today? Hey, did you, have you read this scripture? It was such a blessing to me. Let me tell you what I learned from it. And I'm going to tell you, dear folks, when you engage in those kinds of conversation, there's just a special blessing of the Lord that comes from it. And what it really makes me do is to kind of go back in my mind to the book of Malachi in the Old Testament, where the prophet says this in chapter 3 and verse 16, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And the Book of Remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. There's a great blessing in that in being in uh, being much in conversation about the Lord. Uh, Do you know what's going on in the spiritual activity of other believers that God's brought into your life? You know, it's interesting. I I frequently as a pastor encourage people to, to read their Bibles and be frequent in their devotional times and prayer times. Uh, in private, and, and and even publicly to be in the house of God. And that's wonderful, and it's all very well. But you don't want to sh- stop short there. You actually want to even go further and take advantage of those opportunities and learn from others and consider, well, Hebrews 10, 24 says, how to stimulate each other into love and good works to be able to serve the Lord, encourage and build each other up. So make time for spiritual conversations with those that that uh, you know love the Lord and it will be an encouragement to you and uh, look for those opportunities. I also see in this lesson today from these two travelers that are on their way to Emmaus, um, speaking of Jesus, wherever they are, it reminds me of Deuteronomy chapter 6 where Moses tells the Israelites that in those opportunities that you have... You ought to speak of the Lord when you lie down, when you rise up, when you're in the way, when you're walking along the road, whenever wherever you can find a disciple to speak to, make sure that that's a topic of conversation. And by the way, that when you make that the topic of your conversation today, it'll keep you from drifting into areas to which you leave the conversation and go. Oh my, I wish I hadn't have gone in that in that uh, in that direction. I wished I had kept focused on what was most important. And I notice also in this text um, that the disciples really needed to learn more about the Word of God. Matter of fact, Jesus points that out, doesn't he? I mean, they said, yeah, we were really hoping about this Christ, that he was going to be the one who was going to redeem Israel. They They had a skewed view of of the ministry of Jesus Christ and it needed to be taught. And really the ignorance is kind of astounding when you think about it because you the the and the Lord actually I think points that out by his rebuke and saying, Oh foolish man and slow of heart to believe uh, that time of ignorance it shows us um uh, that we always can find opportunity to be able to learn more about our Lord. I also note in these verses how full of, in the Old Testament, how full it is of the teachings about Jesus. You're told here in the passage that beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in the scriptures. And I I would love to have been uh, along that journey with them and listened to what Jesus had to say. Um, In reading the Bible... Let's remember that Jesus Christ is the central light and sun of the entire book. And if you'll keep him in view, uh, you're going to increase in your knowledge and not be found ignorant as as these men were. And finally, let me suggest this. Uh, I love how much Jesus loves to be invited along in the life of his people. I didn't read the text, but literally, as the disciples were drawing near to Emmaus, the Lord acted as though he was going to go a little bit further. And they said, stay with us. The evening is coming on. The day is nearly over. And so he went to stay with them. Um, I love that because they were shortly about to see him for who he really was. Uh, They came in. Their eyes were still uh holding so that they couldn't discover who he was. And then when he came in and they sat down and they went to eat, I think it's a remarkable thing that Jesus lifted up his eyes and he prayed. And when he prayed to give thanks to his father, their eyes were opened. They saw him in one of those things in life that they frequently saw him doing when he walked on the earth before he was crucified. And that is That they recognized Him in the way He gave thanks and in the way that He prayed. Their eyes were open, and they knew that it was the Lord. Let me challenge you today. Frequently make sure that Christ is invited into your life. And that He's invited to come and dwell with you. And that you're willing to hear Him and to learn of Him. I want to challenge you today. Walk in that way. He's the King. Uh, it will be uh, an investment of your time that will pay off for all of eternity serve the Lord today will you keep your eyes on Him Uh, you never know when uh, He's going to give you an opportunity to discover something great about His person God bless you today walk with Jesus put Him first in all you do